Hello, welcome to my podcast. This is episode eight, and the name of the podcast is The Way Up, Healing Wounds from Church Hurt. My name is Doug Vasey, and I'm an ordained minister and a graduate of a Christian seminary. My purpose is to help those who've experienced wounds from emotional and spiritual hurt and trauma, specifically from church hurt, as I have. I want people to know that there's hope, that you can experience recovery to a life greater than you can imagine, that is full of love, joy, and peace from God. In the last episode, I discussed a concept that was helpful to me in my healing process. It is the principle that everyone is deeply insecure. I first learned this from Chip Ingram, who has a radio ministry called Living on the Edge. And I want to explore some further ways in which this can be helpful. Ingram has taught about how recognizing this principle will change how you look at every single person. For him, it first helped when he was intimidated by people in his first church, who all seem to be successful and have it all together. By concluding that the principle of desperate insecurity applies to everyone and not just some people, he realized it will change how you look at every single person. The lessons he learned are, one, it will change how you process their words, two, it will change how you relate to them. Three, it will change how you think about them. And four, it will change how you think about yourself. The reason this applies to everyone is that it is a spiritual truth going back to the sin of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, as recorded in Genesis chapter 3 in the Bible. Their sin brought about death, immediately in a spiritual sense and eventually in a physical way. They were banished from the Garden of Eden and separated from God, and they felt guilt and shame. This has been passed down to all their descendants, which includes everybody living on the earth today. The result is the source of our desperate insecurity. Our heart is longing for that close relationship with God that Adam and Eve had before they sinned. Some people have described it as a God-sized hole in our heart that needs to be filled. And God has made a way for this to happen through the life, death, and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ we can be completely restored and forgiven and have that intimate relationship with God once again. But for many people, there remains a doubt. They are not sure that God will truly forgive or just doubt that he would forgive their own big sin. So the focus becomes earning God's favor by doing enough good things to overcome the bad. 
when we look at many situations that involve church hurt, we see that these people who are working hard at trying to be good often end up in places of authority in churches. These can often turn into toxic, cultic organizations that become controlling and judgmental and that produce some of the worst church hurt. In the last episode, I told the story of my own first church hurt in which I was falsely accused of something by a youth minister that I had been helping. When I learned the principle that everyone is desperately insecure many years later, it helped me to understand and forgive him. But in this episode, I want to look at the organization that brought much more serious church hurt to my family and to many others that we know. Our family moved from another part of the country to be near this group. We felt it was a church that offered what we were looking for, and at first we were welcomed in. We were commended from the stage and we were invited into numerous homes for fellowship times. But after a while, things changed. There were cliques that developed with a hierarchy of leaders and others who were honored as elites versus those identified as strugglers who just weren't doing things right. When I discussed my previous experience as a pastor, I was told that I had not really been called by God because the churches I pastored were counterfeit. And now I should just be grateful to be where I was now. As time went on, more people were put down while a few were lifted up. Those who were put down were often excluded from events because they just did not look the part. While many who were lifted up were living different lives behind the scenes. We were seeing more examples of hypocrisy and lies that were justified by increasingly twisted teachings and Bible explanations. The results were in an environment that was controlling, judgmental, and toxic for a lot of people. When we left, after experiencing too many lies, we tried to make sense out of everything. How had we witnessed an organization that we thought had been worth moving for turn into an extremely toxic place that would do long-term damage to many people? Learning the principle that everyone is desperately insecure helps to explain all we went through. Chip Ingram stated that in relationships, authenticity builds genuine intimacy, while hypocrisy destroys it. Many people moved from long distances and gave up old lives because they were looking for real Christians. Eventually, the masks came off, and people saw that so much of it was all a charade. So I've come to understand that the woman leading everything had wealth, a lavish lifestyle, and a claim by people from around the world 
but was desperately insecure. Despite her confidence on stage and before crowds, she required standing ovations to validate her worth. She led an organization that claimed to proclaim the good news about Jesus while controlling and dictating every aspect of people's lives with the help of her hand-picked leaders. In light of understanding that she was desperately insecure and that she did not have the hole in her heart filled with the love of God, I've come to these realizations. Number one, I understand her words were being used to validate her worth and overcome her insecurity. Number two, I can relate to her as someone who desperately needed to experience God's love and mercy deeply. Number three, I can think about her as someone who was to be pitied because she talked about Jesus, but her actions indicated that she didn't really know him. And number four, I can know that Jesus knows exactly who I really am and he accepts me and he loves me. This has been extremely helpful in my healing journey. I can say that there are times when anger rises up as I learn something new about someone suffering from the wounds of church hurt, but I end up feeling more pity for the source of the wounds rather than hatred. And I remind myself that God is greater. I pray that understanding this principle can be helpful to those who hear this. I welcome you to join me for the next episode as we journey to healing from the wounds of church hurt. Thank you.